What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Matt, when you say clap, when you're supposed to... Yeah, oh. is it three or on three, clap? Is it on three? It's on three. Clap. It's on three. Matt, <laughs> we do this fine. I just, I panic when it's someone who's thrown into the mix. I'm like, I'm going to yell clap in case they're unaware of what they're supposed to do. As if Brian yeah. wasn't on the show hey for guys, three I'm Brian. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing the claps right? <laughs> There's a stupid Brian voice. I've missed it so much. <laughs> It would be really beneficial if on the count of three you said clap, so we all know that that's time to clap. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we're talking about Monster Go Home. Uh, I forgot to write down the year. Whatever. From 65 or 66. 66. We all threw out different numbers. That's <laughs> all right. 2009. Look, the reason, <laughs> the reason why home. we're talking about Monster Go Home is that at the time that this episode drops, Rob Zombie's The Monsters will be also dropping on Netflix, and I picked this for a very specific reason, um, be- besides SEO. SEO was a huge factor <laughs> in this choice. But the second reason is like, look, I am not going to sit on this microphone and say that Rob Zombie's Monsters is going to be a good movie. I have no clue if it's going to be a good movie. What I wanted to pick with this movie is that the complaints that people have been throwing at the trailer for quote-unquote damaging the legacy of the monsters (laughs) is pure insanity because if you rewatch that trailer immediately after you watch this movie they look like a and b to each other like the humor is on point the camera style is on point the coloring and lighting it like if he's everyone's like oh it looks so cheap yeah watch a fucking monsters movie from 1960 (laughs) and he's nailing the aesthetic 
Yeah. No fucking kidding, dude. $600,000 budget for Munster Go Home. (laughs) Which must have been a season, if that, of the show. This movie did so badly, it killed a different movie that they were also planning to make. They were trying to make a Get Smart movie. And they're like, well, let's see how the Munsters movie does first. And it did so bad. They're like, all right, just take the footage that we already shot of the Get Smart movie and release it as like a three-part serial in front of like movies. Wait, so wasn't the there a get there wasn't a get smart movie because I thought not, there was. Not until like the Steve Carell movie and like Oh 19- really? Whatever. Okay, wow. so, so I, I didn't realize I that really, was a remake of Oh, I knew that yeah. that was a remake because my dad loved Get Smart the show. But yeah. I thought that there was a movie. That's some Berenstain Bears shit right there for me. Yeah. Not that I gave a shit enough <laughs> about Get Smart to one, do any research on whether or not there was a film that was made and two, watch the Steve Carell remake because it's not my thing. Yeah, it's like one of those things just not worth fighting where it's like, there was already a Get Smart film. No, uh there was, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's exactly. argue about trivial shit on the internet. <laughs> so, so I want to make it clear that I don't think that this is a good movie. I don't think any of the three other people on this will try to argue this is a good movie, but for some reason, this movie still, I, maybe it's just my love of like old shit. But, like, I didn't really laugh while watching this movie. I didn't particularly enjoy the view. I think I hit the button to see, like, how much time was left two or three different times. But I felt such a comfort still while I was watching the movie that can only be described as, like, vintage stuff makes me feel safe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the laugh, the laughing part makes sense because nobody cued you to laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if, uh, if, no, if you don't know, no. if you don't know, how are you going to laugh? How are you going to enjoy anything if somebody around you doesn't also share that joy? You know, I, I just want to, I just want to be completely transparent. Um, because Brian was here in honor of Brian being here, I didn't watch the whole movie. Um, <laughs> I only watched, <laughs> I only watched the first half an hour and as much as I could of the last half hour until I got the notification That's that we were going to jump on That's a serious Brian move. Um, Holy shit. But listen, <laughs> listen, on both ends of those, I would say, so say I watched 45 minutes, uh, 15 minutes of it was the whole wolf transformation gimmick. Uh, There's a lot of that. Is that a common thing? No. So this yeah, monster change into yeah. This, yeah. This movie the, literally you know. functions like they had three unreleased episodes of the monsters and yeah. just tried to like smash it up, together. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like. Hey, this is that unaired episode, The Monster's Boat Ride. And then, like, here's this. <laughs> Do you un- know unfit- how long it takes to get to Europe from America on a boat? <laughs> it takes an entire episode of The Monsters. I think my favorite <laughs> my favorite line in this whole movie while we're talking about the the dog is when, when Grandpa turns into a dog and he busts out of the room. And then one of the guys on the ship just goes... Hey, it's a dog. Let's nab it. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the only quotes from this fucking thing that I wrote down. The only thing that that and uh, uh, Herman Monster getting stoned on the boat was Dude, exciting I for wrote me. That. I never thought I'd hear Herman Monster talk about how excited he was to get stoned. <laughs> like, I was like, hell yeah, brother. Man, the sixes were a wild ride. time. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote down the fact that Eddie Monster enunciates the word tomatoes in ways that I never knew was possible. I, I yeah. wrote it down the best to that I could possibly sound spell it, which was tomatoes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly how you say it. Because <laughs> they yeah. were throwing yeah. tomatoes at us. 
Well, I thought it was a I thought it was a uh, a joke against British people, but then he he said it more than once, right? He said it a lot. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a repeat. It was for okay. sure. Kyle, I had closed captions on, and it literally would put as he said it T A dash M O U dash T O. Oh, so we know we know where Tubi stands. Yeah. Or however <laughs> like, oh no, it was the tomato screen, motherfucker. It was the Scream Factory Blu-ray that they sent me. Oh, that's I think why. that that's, that's Scream Factory oh, nice. pulling a fast one on you. <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah. mine on a DVD. I am curious though because I know you said this was basically like three episodes, and I'm pretty sure the whole episode of Hot Rod Herman yeah. is he's about to be in a race. He totals a car. Grandpa builds him Dragula out of a coffin. Yep. Yep. And he wins the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? they, they literally just were like, hey, why not in our movie we'll just recreate the most beloved episode of our only two season show? <laughs> and just. And they're like, is this really the most beloved episode? It's like, it will be in 1999 when Rob Zombie <laughs> makes his first album. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do like the updated Dragula in this. I <clears throat> one of the things that I wrote down was just that the wolf wolf doll kind of rules. Like Eddie Monster walking around with his little wolf man doll, asking yeah. people to kiss a good night. I'm like, God, that doll. I would I would have that doll if I found that at like an no antique doubt. store. I'd buy that shit. <laughs> there were so many things where I just saw Matt's boners throughout this movie. <laughs> the Butler. Mac out of both. God, yeah. Um, when they first entered the mansion and it was like this spinning, like everything was spinning and the skeleton popped up and all that, Matt came. <laughs> like I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. There are two other things that made me laugh uh, in this movie. One, debatable if it was intentional or not. I'm going to lean towards, yeah, like the monsters kind of always knew that it was cheesy as hell. But when they have the ticking apple. That's a bomb. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and she throws it out the window, and then it just cuts to this stock footage of an explosion in the ocean. <laughs> like, got a legitimate laugh from me because it is such a bad transition from the footage to the stock footage and back. Like, not even trying there. And then equally explosion. This one I know intentionally. When the one driver is trying to kill Herman Monster and they drive into him and the entire car <laughs> explodes, I got such a loud laugh out of it. Now, Brian, while you were watching it and thinking of all the times that I had a boner, <laughs> I was watching it and thinking of every single slapstick moment that made Scott want to rip his eyeballs out of his skull while yeah. watching this. Yeah. <laughs> the stakes were very low, so I uh, yeah. it, it wasn't hard for me to just turn my brain off and barely pay attention. Um, <laughs> truly, uh, this is going to sound awful, and I'm so sorry. I really Don't only tuned it. in when Yvonne DiCarlo was on because yeah. Lily Munster is a fucking snack, dude. Like she, I, it's not, it's not Yvonne DiCarlo. I mean, like she's, she was a beautiful woman, but, um, she's, she's no Morticia. But the thing is, is that it's the dress. Yeah. That Mm. fucking dress dress is spooky dress. Yes. I just, man, I was, I was loving it. And I was trying to think of a way to get Megan to do, Lily Munster, so that I could do Lily Munster, uh, but but I don't really want to do Herman. Um, I'm also not. I do not have the body shape to do Herman Munster, and it would be very odd for me to do her son um, in a, in a costume uh, for a Halloween. Or even her you know, dad, like, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you I I, I couldn't be dad either. There's no real. 
there's I mean, you know, we did Morticia and Gomez last Halloween and um I don't see us ever doing the monsters. Uh well, you just, don't want to be any monster to her, Lily? That's not gonna be like weirdly creepy? Because there's a lot of porns on the internet that make porns. it seem like that's pretty okay. Yes, that is the porns. that is the porns. correct <laughs> <laughs> One of the controversial things of this movie is the recasting of Marilyn Monster. Controversial to whom? Well, controversial because, nah. because <laughs> no, no, no. This was called out specifically <laughs> uh, on the wiki. It even says, there are dozens of us. Yeah, there are dozens. <laughs> uh, no, it's been called out a couple times, mostly because it felt like this. To me, it totally makes sense. She is supposed to be a college age person. The girl who previously played her was 30 and looked 30. Uh, so they went with a slightly younger uh, actress. Um, also at the time, Universal was trying to really make that actress a big name, uh, Debbie Watson. Um, mm. Debbie Watson. What better way yeah. than to replace a pre-existing Shock- actor yeah. with her in a movie that'll fly? Shockingly, okay, this cool. did not work. She did two other movies the next year and then never acted again. So, oh, so this was a, a failed attempt, but yeah, this was... A little bit of a, you know, historically, people are like, oh, yeah, this is the one where they replaced Marilyn Munster. Are there other Munster movies? They So <clears throat> from this point on, it was all remakes, basically. They would just keep trying to, like, revive the franchise. But I think that, and this is going to be the problem with Rob Zombie, too, is, like, Fred Gwynn just gets it. Like, yeah. like the he is, to me, what makes watching most of the Munsters stuff so digestible is that like he plays every line at 110 percent. like he knows that it's a stupid cheesy joke Mm -hmm. he goes for it brian and i have texted each other before because we both have the same monsters box set because i think we saw it was on amazon prime for like ten dollars one day and we're like there's a purchase yeah oh my god so quick but his laugh like his laugh after he tells his stupid dad jokes is like you know it's i know kyle was joking around about like well you don't have a laugh track so how are you supposed to know when something's funny he has a laugh that Fred Gwynn has where his own like, laugh track yeah like yeah. the joke is unfunny but how much joy he gets out of his dumb joke becomes the bigger punchline nine times out of ten. no he's he's definitely yeah. the most like successful part of of any of the, like i don't know i didn't get i never got the monsters but i He's the guy. He's like the the point person for like. Oh, at least something's enjoyable about it, yes. you know. Like I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I've never totally understood it. But even throughout this whole movie, I was like, oh yeah, okay. That's when I really was like not excited about Rob Zombies. Mm. Was like because they couldn't resurrect grandpa, Fred Gwynn. Doing <laughs> no, but like if you see like the two seconds that the grandpa speaks, the guy is doing an impression. Oh yeah, of grandpa. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, ah, let's just make Kermit Monster sound like Kermit the Frog. And I'm like, <laughs> no, let's not do that. Like that's the last thing we should do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even for even for the Kelly brothers. We yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, that is that's no. pure blasphemy. Yeah. Has there ever been mm-hmm. two people that a movie was made more specifically for than Rob Zombie making a Monsters movie? Than no, the, no the Kelly kidding, brothers, dude. like. <laughs> it's true. I, I when that came out, I thought it was a fucking joke. I I really didn't. Yeah, it's like one but, of the few movies where me and Matt are going to go to say, yeah, Rob Zombie's it. Monsters and Quentin Tarantino's Muppets. Yes, <laughs> yes when those Venn diagrams finally cross over. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie is what it is. It's like I said, it's it's essentially just if someone smashed together a bunch of monsters 
episodes and released it as a movie. This was the first time we ever saw them in color. They'd always been in black and white, so they had to completely redo mm. the costumes because the costumes were designed to be shot in black and white, which means that they were kind of like a unappealing grayish color. And they're like, shit, they they probably should have like some colors that pop out of their clothes a little <laughs> bit more. And it looks a little weird uh, as someone who I, I definitely sure. I mean, I think Brian will agree on this crazy hot take. The show is definitely more enjoyable than this in movie um, in every way possible. But, <laughs> but it's absolutely, the show is better than um, the Monsters is better than Adam's Family, and the biggest reason for that is because I've watched both of them while falling asleep, and the Adam's Family's laugh track is louder than the audio in the show Adam's Family, <laughs> which made it very difficult for me to fall asleep to it. Right. Therefore, Monsters wins. There. Monsters wins. That makes that. That's not arbitrary at sound all. Sound logic. Not <laughs> yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you for your work in <laughs> watching all of those. Thank breaths. you for your service. But yeah, the Monsters is you're either someone who's going to want to watch the show or you're not, and you probably already know who you are by by the year 2022. And, and Brian and I <laughs> yeah, fell yeah. into the category of people who were like, yep, this is something we want to watch. No, but it's like we watched it on TV land. That's the thing. Yeah. If you don't right. know if you like the monsters at this point in your life and you're listening to this podcast, you don't like the monsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I right. don't know, man. It might be that you, if you listen to this show and you haven't watched the monsters, I feel like there is at least a 50% chance, if not a 70% chance that you do like the monsters or you would like yeah. the monsters. You need to have a very specific, like, like the monsters is bad vaudeville comedy and if yeah. like that is something mm -hmm. that you find enjoyable watch the monsters if you can't yeah. stand that stuff yeah you're not gonna like the monsters that's kind of that's kind of where it ends up landing kyle did you have a beverage for tonight uh i am drinking slash not drinking but i'm drinking beards frank and scary <laughs> so they came out with a beer called frankenberry and then for Halloween, they put out Frank and Scary. Nice. However, mm. on the time of this recording, it's not at our store yet. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I am pre-ordering <laughs> a beverage for Monster Go Home. Um, and it's called, uh, it's called Frank and Scary. You brought up Frankenberry. So thing that most people don't know, I have never had any of the Monster cereal before. Like, that what? seems like it'd be my shit. So I went to the Giant. And I paid twelve dollars to get a box of each one. Good lord! Tell me what I want to hear, and you're not going to say it. Well, I've so far all I've had is fruit brute and Frankenberry, and I got to okay. say, kind of overrated. <laughs> I think the cereal is Blueberry kind of overrated. Blueberry is the best. Okay, but it's not. It's not good. It tastes it cheap. Cuts up your mouth <laughs> yeah. like Cap and Crunch, but at three times the rate. Yes, that like Ooh. it almost tastes like cutting up the roof of your mouth yeah yeah it's, it's blood flavored <laughs> yeah it's wild i was like i can't believe That's part of the appeal it just take again i'm gonna just say it Halloween. tasted cheap like it tasted like it was the lacroix of cereal yeah you know it was like oh this kind of tastes like hurting air <laughs> Hmm. I vaguely taste blueberry. Yeah. No, I tried them. I tried them for the first time last year myself. My mom had gotten them for me as if I was ever had given a shit about. That <laughs> Don't talk all. shit about I your love mom. You, mom. No, my mom's a fucking saint. She got us all of that manscaped money um, <laughs> with the promo code. <laughs> I mean, I just always loved a chocolate cereal anyway. So like Count Chocolate was like, okay, yeah, like that's good. It's like a Cocoa Puffs, but not. And that's fine by me. Everything else, I, I didn't care. I'm about. telling you, Frankenberry and Fruit Boot are the same fucking cereal. Like I can't tell right, the they difference. Have to be. Like I can't tell the difference. of Wait, them which monster is Fruit Boot? 
That's the werewolf. The ghost. Oh, okay. Thank oh. you. Yes. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Matt, since this is your pick, um, what would you double feature with this? Uh, I'm going to pull from a little piece of history, actually, and I'm going to watch the movie that actually was the drive-in double feature with Monster Go Home. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, starring Oh, Don you've been Don. wanting to put that one on the <laughs> show for years. Yeah, well, so listen, my friend Lauren is screaming in her car just at the mere mention of Ghost and Mr. Chicken. That's kind of her and I's like little October watch together. So again, if you like, you'll know if you like the monsters already. If you're a Don Knotts fan and you haven't seen Ghost and Mr. Chicken, get on it. It's the best Don Knotts movie. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's the best Don Knotts movie, but did you ever <laughs> oh, notice the Don ridiculous. Knotts and stupid Brian voice kind of sound the same? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of stupid Brian voice, since he's kind of the guest on this episode a little bit, Brian, what would your double feature with yeah. Monster Go Home be? I'd be like, wow, that was a good watch. Let's watch something funny now. And I would put on My Cousin Vinny, <laughs> since Herman is the judge and My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, perfect. I would also pick a movie from 1966 called The Undertaker and His Pals, which is another sort of like, uh, it's sort of like, I would say it's like Herschel Gordon Lewis meets Monsters in its like black comedy slapstick thing. Okay. And it's also like a drive-in B movie. So it's like right up, it's just perfect for me. It's bloodier and grosser and uh, actually probably not as funny, <laughs> but um, which is hard to say, but uh, it's also only 63 minutes. So, Damn. As opposed to 93. Yeah, that is exactly how. Is that's wild. that's economy right I might there. Pick, I might pick that for something for us to watch hey, one time. 63 minutes, 64. you can't 
make me say no Talk to about that. Matt Kelly boners, yeah. right? Like, come on. Uh, I wouldn't right, even have Scott? to touch the fast forward. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go along with what I think is an actually funny slapstick, um, very tongue-in-cheek horror movie. And I'm going to do Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, because it's very similar. Great choice. Good, good choice. Great choice. Have you guys ever seen that? <laughs> <laughs> a little obscure film called Avira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, a slight deep cut. Um, we watched that in uh, Ohio, if you guys can remember. I yeah, mean, we did. Do, it was a good time. Did you watch it or were you asleep? No, he was awake for that one. I think we ended with Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's that was, you walked away. Yeah, we hit play he on fell that asleep one. Right like, there. Because <laughs> he, he was too afraid yeah. to go down in the basement. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, I think I'm going to tell those guys to keep it down because I can't fall. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, um, what do you want to pimp out on this week's episode of Horror Movie Night that you have watched, read, listened to, experienced, or otherwise? Yeah. So at the time that we're recording this, last night I went to the, I guess it's only for two nights, but I went to the Fathom Events screening of Clerks 3. Ooh. Um, oh. So the best thing I can say right out the gate is that this is easily Kevin Smith's best movie since Zack and Mary make a porno, which is not exactly high praise when you look at what those movies are in a post-Zack and Mary world. You got Cop Out, you got Tusk, you got Red State, you got Yoga Hosers. And you got the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. What I will say is that the jokes are fine. They they definitely poke fun at the fact that the original Clerks aged very poorly. It has some really great plot twists with some of your favorite characters. Uh, it is kind of upsettingly sad <laughs> to see like Jay and Silent Bob at 50. Like That's like an image that I probably didn't necessarily need. In my brain. Sure. To be fair, Jason um, Muses look like he's fifty for the last thirty years. That is that is also valid. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil any of it, uh, but I, what I'll say is that it is a movie about grief more than I thought it would be. Um, mm. And this is in the trailer, but the the movie begins with Randall having a heart attack, and he talks about how as his life flashed before his eyes, he realized he wasted his life watching movies and never actually went and created a movie. So him and Dante sit down and they decide to make a movie and what they are ultimately making is the first Clerks film that that we watched in 1994. And he's like, I just want to take all of the great memories of my last 30 years and put them into one movie. Um, so it, it does capture, I've, I've said it before, I love movies about people making movies. Like that's always going to be a thing that, that brings me joy. But this is, <laughs> this is the best like dramatic beats that Kevin Smith has ever hit. Like like when it gets to like serious stuff where they're talking about like Randall having to face his own mortality or where it hits like these heavy things about aging and like nostalgia for your past and stuff like that. It really works, but there was times where I had the biggest dumb smile on my face and I, this is the one the opening of the movie is literally the entirety of My Chemical Romance's Black Parade while it's like showing almost a recreation of the first movie where they come in and there's gum on the locks and they are setting up the store and they're playing hockey on the roof, but they're just older. And it's like, it kind of captures this essence of like how you feel if you can just keep doing what you've had always done in your twenties, like in your fifties, like, would that be 
as epic as it seems in the movie. And then as the movie goes on, like maybe not so much, but like for that five minutes, you're just like, holy shit. Yes. Like you're just like all in right out the gate, but it is, it is, it's a special movie. I think, I I think that it's never going to go down as his greatest movie. Nothing ever really will top his early career, but this feels like the most restrained he's been. And it felt like the Hmm. first time in years that he actually had a story he felt like he needed to tell like the rest was like tusk is like i'm sure that movie felt like a fun idea to him but it didn't feel like like this feels like if i don't tell this story now i might never get the chance to tell this Mm -hmm. story when you're watching it so uh, i mean big recommend go in with your expectations low kind of similar to no way home like if you don't care about the clerks universe and the Kevin Smith universe, like, yeah, you're going to fucking hate it. (laughs) Like no more differently than if you like, if no way home was your first Spider-Man movie, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) But but if you're a Kevin Smith fan, like this is a really, this feels like the last time we should ever see Jay and silent Bob or any of these characters. It just feels like a perfect final statement. I'm sure that there will be more because he's talking about mall rats too now, but Mm -hmm. like, this felt like it should be the end. There's a band that I worked with called Rebuilder that has a song in uh, Clerks 3 whose chorus is Anything's Better Than New Jersey. Yes. So I'm glad that he got to, yeah, I'm glad I, he got nice. to use that. I sure remember that song and wondering who yeah. that was. Um, also, Mega Ran, like, Mega Ran has a song like in like the main montage is set to a Mega Ran song, which is also nice. really, really cool. Um, That's sick. Love a good soundtrack. Yeah. No, and it's good. My Chemical Romance, Your Friends Band, Mega Ran, it's a a top-notch collective. (laughs) Brian, how about you? What have you... uh, I know you're easily the busiest of the people on this call, but have you had any time to watch anything? (laughs) Yeah, I've been been on a grindhouse kick lately. You know, I've I've watched a few, you know, 70s grindhouse films, um, but I'm only going to discuss one today. Um, which is Elsa She Wolf of the SS? Oh no! Um, so yes. I do want to. There's, there's, there's going to be a long one. I'm just letting you guys know. So buckle in, right? <laughs> um, I am not my brother, and uh, my brother is like, hey, that movie looks vaguely interesting. Let me watch every trailer. Let me read Wikipedia pages <laughs> about the movie, the director, the producers, and every actor, including extras. Me, I don't want to watch. I don't want to know anything. I just want to be like, oh, that sounds like a movie I'd watch. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's like I go into Parasite not knowing what it is. I'm like, wow, what a great movie. Sometimes I watch a Serbian film thinking it's a horror movie. Like, so it, it happens, uh, you know. So Elsa, I heard about in my late 20s. But I saw Grindhouse when I was, like, in my teens. So I genuinely thought this was a Nazi werewolf movie. It's not. Oh, um, that's news to me. There's no I- <laughs> I thought they were werewolves, and I, I was like interested, but oh, no, 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 I didn't. Oh no, okay, okay. I didn't know you thought that there was. I knew be it was exploitative, but I didn't know that it was no werewolves. Yeah, this is just yeah, a, yeah, a werewolf movie. Right? Oh, you got served up a different dish from the kitchen, brother. <laughs> okay, so it's it's so fascinatingly offensive um, because they it starts off with like a, a caption, right, where it's just like explaining like what you're about to see is the mantra like monstrosities of what actually happened in these camps, like almost like a town that dreaded sundown, right? And now I'm going to tell you the movie, how I pictured the guy who made the movie pitched it to the production company. And he's like, I think at this point, it's time to address Auschwitz. I think it's time to address the Holocaust. 
I think the people really need to know the true tortures of it and and how's that and, and things like that. And they're like, okay, so what's the movie about? And it's like, oh, it's about this woman, uh, right? She's a doctor at, at a concentration camp and she does these really brutal tortures on people. Um, lot of, her, her whole goal is to uh, show that women are stronger than men. So it's kind of like oddly... Uh, <laughs> Oddly supportive in that. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's um, one win. Well, yeah, being, nice. uh, so supportive. It's going to not be as offensive uh, or you're not going to feel bad because all of the people in 1940s Germany in this film look like they're from 1977 and talk like Fonzie. Um, but either way, so she, she has sex with men and then cuts their dick off so they can't have sex again. But then this American comes, right? And he fucks her. And he fucks her good. <laughs> like really good so then he's back at the camp and they're like yeah you didn't get your dick cut off and he was like yeah because i'm kind of like a freaking nature so like i only come when i want to come and i can hold it for as long as i need so he ends up fucking his way to freedom by constantly <laughs> fucking elsa keeping her distracted before they uh finally take over the camp and um win but not really win because it gets destroyed but either way there's one girl that you're rooting for because you think she's going to be like the one who takes it home and she ends up just getting fucking destroyed obliterated like she looks at the end when she almost kills her she looks like terra firmer like just burnt to shit and i'm like this kind of sucks like i watched um cruel uh or thriller a cruel picture also known as they call her one eye and that's that's an hour and 45 minute movie with 45 minutes of just badass revenge. Elsa Shewell for the SS is an hour and 45 minute movie with a five minute revenge. So the payoff <laughs> oh, is not worth boy. it. <laughs> At all. Yeah. I have the bootleg if you want it, but you don't want it. Yeah. It the wasn't the only it. thing that, that would get me to want to watch this is because I, I am firmly in the no fucking thank you uh, camp right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe I shouldn't use that word today. But, um, <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> but the only thing that would make this even worth that last five minutes of the revenge part is if when <laughs> this is such a stupid fucking joke when they are fighting their way to freedom tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak if that song played <laughs> because it's from the 70s i would Fuck yeah. i would be like kind of into it but no Scott, i'll just recut Scott, it for you dude if you, nobody's if you gonna think it's blasphemous don't make if me you watch didn't it. hate this movie enough right if you didn't hate it enough, this is like the ending is almost like the biggest fuck you to Scott Roger ever. Um, because it's like this woman that can tolerate the most pain that inevitably is going to like you're you're rooting for her to take over. Right. And then she ends up getting tortured. They burn all of her skin off. They boil her for like ever. So she's literally yeah. like just walking corpse. Yeah. So then Elsa is tied up in her bed. And I'm not making this up. I swear to God, it's the biggest fuck you to Scott. <laughs> She she climbs on the bed with the knife to kill Elsa. And then right before she stabs her, she dies. And then a blonde haired man shoots her right in the head and just takes away the women's like the, the, the final girl's moment of killing. There's just like a man's like, that's my job to do this. <laughs> Boom. And then leaves. <laughs> Uh, uh, does it make you, you want to watch it? You don't see the anger great. in Scott's face. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed. Sorry, All right, yeah. Kyle. Um, how about you? I, I just have a question about. <laughs> are you going to watch the other ones, Brian? There's more. Probably not. 
Probably not yeah, because I know that they made three because of how much of a hit it became in yeah. like Canada or whatever. Right. But like, in, dude, in she relative terms, yeah. Like, so I knew that there was a sequel, so I was like, okay, that she dies, right? Like the the girl dies before she could kill, also to leave room for the sequel. But this dude blows her fucking head off, <laughs> and it shows her head being blown off. Yeah. So I would yeah. probably watch the first five minutes of the second one. Just, to just know. out of curiosity on like how it's got to be Nazi experiments, right? Like Nazi experiments must have brought her back. Well, nope. So yeah, I, and then I what's just really checked. gonna suck is the second one. She's gonna be a werewolf, and then it's yeah. like this is what I wanted to watch the first <laughs> right. time. So, so wiki wiki does say none of the sequels oh, have, coming in. have any story continuity with each other. They just simply depict her in wildly different locations and time period periods. Yeah, and every single one ends with her death or in capt or or her in captivity. Wow, yeah. honestly, actually, that trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember a poster for one of her in like a like a win- like a winter hat. Um, yeah, more so. It's just like a site. Was she to Siberia? Maybe. I yeah, can't the remember, last but... one was Elsa and the Tiger Tigress of Siberia. Um, which again, Wikipedia says the fourth and final entry is the only one shot on location in Canada and is unique amongst the series for only having a two act structure. Mm, <laughs> oh my okay. god, that might be the one to go with. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know why it's on so many lists because it's bad. It's just not no, good. It's, it's like, yeah. as someone who is you know a big proponent of like art free of expression, I like watched. I was like, yeah, this movie should be banned. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> this is like this is like Song of the South category where it's like. Yeah, keep that one banned. That's a good band. <laughs> well, she always was like to me. She always was the poster girl for Nazi exploitation. But I also don't know that many other Nazi exploitation movies. I anyway, you know what I mean. I think it's just. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because it was unexpectedly. Like it's the same thing with like. Is Deep Throat that much better of any other seventies porn? No, but it was the one that right. like somehow everyone unanimously right. in one year was like no this is the one that everyone is going to go watch and it's going to be like way bigger at the box office right. than it has any right being like for some reason that movie did better than all of the other dingy grindhouse movies right. so mm-hmm. like it's right. it's held up right. to is a higher is the sinful dwarf the best dwarf exploitation film <laughs> out there is it or is it or it, it <laughs> exactly my point my point oh, exactly. god. alright Kyle you, about your next <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I've I've not been watching shit. Clearly, I didn't even get to the movies for this week. Um, but you did uh, watch some Bluey uh, with have, me. And, and... Yeah, I've been watching Under Arrest, which is on Netflix. It is a '90s and early to mid 2000s Canadian cops. Um, and so I I've I used to love watching cops, and due to uh, growing up as a person and seeing how fucking horrible uh, cops can be, mm-hmm. but in reality, not just the show. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been really difficult to like watch some of what goes on on cops. Some of it's fun. I love older like older cops that go to trailer parks and just deal with drunk people. Right, like that's mm-hmm. my favorite one. My least favorite is modern cops where everything's a drug charge and they force it to be a drug charge and it's a miserable nightmare. Under arrest is. Lovely, because again, it's Canada. It is the Canadian, like just as an example of uh, of an offense. If you get pulled or f- pulled over for a DUI, 
they put you in the drunk tank, they take your license, you get it 24 hours later. Like, public intoxication, same thing. Like, they were talking about a guy that they arrested 116 times in a calendar year. Jeez. And it's like, oh, you don't, for the same thing, for public intoxication, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, <clears throat> the, the way that they structure things make the offenses not as large, which means that the people that they're arresting fucking hate the police. They are so disrespectful of Canadian cops. And Canadian cops, if I were to like rank them in how great they are as law enforcement, br br br, they like are decently respectful for the most part. And the Canadian public that they choose to show on this show fucking hate them. And they use the word I'm just as a, a content, I'm going to use the C word in reference to British slang for a sure. second. So they use the word Canadians use the word goof the same way that British people use the word cunt, where it seems like a really digging name. And so they're like, get that out of my face, you fucking goof. <laughs> I love like, this so goof? cute. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing ever. 17 minutes. Although, so there have been two times, though, where they've chosen to show bodies Ooh. a little more explicitly than I would have liked. Um, so you do have to be a little wary of that, uh, should you go into the show. But I would say 95, more than that, 97% of it is lovely, lovely, lovely. And it's all on Netflix. It's got eight seasons on Netflix. Oh my it's God. insane. I can't, like, I'm, I'm shocked, but it's, I've been watching that at night before bed and it's just a joy. <laughs> all right, Scott, you're the last one, buddy. All right. Well, I've got, uh, just a short little essay on, uh, this little film that I got to watch called Bloody Hell. Terrible, terrible okay. name. It's on Shudder. Um, it dropped sometime this summer, I want to say. And I was like, oh, this looks fine. It's a revenge type movie. And I was just like, I put it on as I was working and I had to stop it um, because Ben O'Toole is in it. And Ben O'Toole um, is not a big name, but he is the lead in Necrotronic, which is one of my top five favorite horror movies of the last decade. It's just so good and so fun and silly. And in this, he's this main character that basically has PTSD and um, he saves a bunch of people from an armed bank robbery. And um, But one person dies, not uh, partially his fault. Um, he goes to to um, prison for eight years for a man's like involuntary manslaughter charge um, because he did like the vigilante thing and he killed all the the bad guys with guns but one of them took out somebody while he was doing that um, so <clears throat> he gets out of prison and he's kind of a minor celebrity in his city and so he's like I just need to go somewhere so he goes to Finland goes to Helsinki and immediately gets taken captive by a family that wants to eat him and then it's but he since he has ptsd he talks to himself but it's like a visual hallucination and he it's just really it's just a popcorn kind of like hills have eyes but in europe kind of movie and ben o'toole is just very very charming and has a lot of charisma on screen it's a fun movie um i probably wouldn't watch it a second time because it like probably doesn't hold water you know but it's it's a it's a good time um i recommend if you got an hour and a half to to kill 
it's a fun watch, but don't expect anything like groundbreaking from it. Um, but uh, that's that's a recent movie that didn't piss me off, which I thought was great because so much recent stuff is just like, are you serious? You know, like, I, <laughs> oh, and I also, since Brian's on, I've been waiting to mention this because I haven't told him in the chat because he's so busy. I watched the original Toolbox Murders on Shudder. Oh, a Colin Ainsworth favorite. <laughs> oh, that was one of my picks. I thought that you were going to do the Toby Hooper um, remake. You're, you're right. Thank you. Thanks for keeping me in check. <laughs> and that's why I watched the original, because I wanted to have that cultural um, comparison. I didn't hate it. It was a lot more progressive than I was expecting it to be. Um, it still was somewhat exploitative, but not any worse than, like, Slumber Party Massacre, the original. I mean, it was really not that bad. And um, the, it, it, was, it was a satisfying watch, and I'm actually really looking forward to to when we get to discuss the remake because I have that kind of groundwork for the future. Well, we'll have to get Brian back because Sherry Moon's in it. <laughs> oh, well, fucking, it's done. Brian, sorry, I will, buddy. I will be there. Yeah, the weird thing about uh, that Colin kid that we knew is, like, he wasn't, like, a horror movie guy. Like, he wasn't a huge horror movie fan, but, like, the three that he loved were Toolbox Murders, Alice Sweet Alice, and Trick or Treat, which, like, for someone who's not a horror That's movie the hell, fan... That's, that's the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Yeah, like those are three phenomenal horror movies. Too. Incredible. Yeah. All right, well, we will be back next week with more Horror Movie Night. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Brian, for popping in, giving us back yeah. our, our old memories of you being a regular. Uh, one day, one yeah. day, there will be the four of us regularly, and God mm-hmm. God help my editing. <laughs> uh, but one we'll day be... we will all join, but until then, I will sit here and play my guitar. And that's when we can cut into me playing what's actually Scott playing. And then everyone thinks that I played the guitar. Oh, yes. Thank God. They'll finally know. The world will finally know. (laughs) They'll think they know. And then I get Scott fame. Yeah, good good luck with that. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 